How's everyone doing this morning? My name is John Holtorf. It's so good to be with you here today. If you are a guest with us today, special welcome to you. Um, if you are online and this is your first time online, man, we are so glad you joined us. If you're joining us live or you're joining us sometime down the road, man, we are, um, we are glad you're here. Let us know that you're here. Um, if you're here in person, I'd love to be able to meet you. I'll be out in the cafe later. I'd love to be able to connect with you and get to know you that way. Hey, I got a question for you as we start out this morning, all right? The question is, have you ever done anything crazy in the name of love? Have you ever done anything crazy in the name of love? As you think about that a little bit, I've got a couple of things, a couple of stories that I found this last week as I was getting ready that, that I thought were, were kind of crazy. One of them was about this guy. He was in New York City, and he was in the subway, and he sees this girl in the subway. He, he meets her. He doesn't really get to connect with her and really get to know her name, but, but he sees her, and he's like, must be naturally, like naturally infatuated with her. So he goes, he, he leaves the thing, he goes back home, and he is so upset, he's like, he can't get her off his mind, so he decides what he's going to do, he's going to create a website to try to find her. So he does this whole website called New York Girl of My Dreams, and he creates this website, and on that website, he posts this picture right here. picture that he draws of her kind of describing some of the things that she was wearing that that night and and describes himself a little bit has different pieces of different things even things like has a, like she has a flower in her hair and so he, he's trying to describe everything as much as he can he describes where they were that what stops they got on and off the time of, of of all of those things and then he sends it out through social media it gets out and the word gets around finally one of her friends sees it and recognizes it and then connects the two together. And they actually went on dates for a little while. They dated for a couple months. They ended up breaking up after that. So, but here's the deal. I still think it was pretty darn cool. A little bit crazy that he actually went there and did it. And it's crazy that they found each other inside New York City of all those things that they actually connected with each other. I guess there's, there, you have to be kind of proud of the guy. Um, I guess a cool thing to say about him is that he, it was, it was, I'm really proud of him for shooting his shot. Has everybody heard that before? shooting his shot. Okay, I wasn't the only one. I was told that that's the cool thing to say, and I was trying to be cool. So, yeah, that, we're, we're going to skip that. Next service, you guys, you guys got that this service. They don't get that next service, because I'm like, everyone kind of looked at me like I did. I'm like, what is that? I don't understand that. Anyway, so that was kind of a cool thing, but it really, really proud of him for making the efforts and doing it. The other story that I thought was even more insane was this guy. His name was, was Alexi, and his girlfriend's name is Irina, and he wanted to propose to her. So what he did, he actually had some connections in the movie industry. He uh, had designed to meet her some, a certain spot. He said, hey, meet me right here at this location. So he does this whole thing where he gets all these movie producers to help him create a scene. And it's a car crash scene. And there's ambulance there. There's blood. And Lexi's actually laying on the ground. And Arena shows up to the scene. She sees all these things going on. And she recognizes Lexi laying on the ground. And she is freaking out. She goes to the paramedic, and the paramedic actually tells her he's dead. So she's crying and crying. And he gets up, and he pops the question. And I'm thinking, what the heck? is This, this guy's insane. That we have to, I mean, if I was her, I'd like just slug him or something. I mean, I couldn't believe that he actually did it. He must have known her better because she said yes. And so I'm like, all right, I guess he knows her. But those are just crazy things in the name of love. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never done anything crazy like that. I mean, when I was trying to think back of, of things that maybe I did as I was pursuing Terry, I mean, I remember, like, we both uh, worked at the, um, in the mall at our, in our town when we were going to college. And, 
and I worked at a sporting goods store. She worked at a department store. And in that time of, of um, the years, or I guess in the seasons, there was uh, tanning beds that was like the hot thing to, to be doing. So she would come down and she would tan in our place. The guys at, at our, our sporting goods store would often kind of see who could check in the cute girls as they came in. But I had specialized for her, so I really fought to check her in and check her back out. And so I, I don't know why it was, it was kind of insane that I would actually do that, but that we, we would compete for that. And there would be times I'd be going down to get like my lunch. I'd be on my lunch break and, and my, my place that I would go eat was this way, but she worked that way. And I'd just have to kind of stroll down and see if she happened to be working that day just so I could see her. I mean, just it was those things that you do that are just like trying to, that you wouldn't normally do, but you're like, no, I want to see that person. I want to I be around that person. I remember even as we dated, we, I, I would send her letters. Anybody know what a letter is anymore? I mean, it's like, like, hey, put stamps on it. You don't actually mail it. You have to go to the post office, all those different things. But I, but I would send letters. I even, I even baked her some brownies one day. I don't know if they, they, she ate them or not, but uh, she didn't say anything. So I, but I, I made brownies. I flew her friend in one year uh, for her birthday just to surprise her. But many of the things that I, I think of, and maybe the things that you are thinking of, are things that we think back to maybe when we were first dating, when we were first trying to get their attention, that we would do these things to pursue them. Now, I know we've done some nice things since then, we've, and usually around birthdays or anniversaries, or, you know, we'd have some prizes and do some things like that, which are really fun, but we have to be really, really intentional about them, don't we? It's not like what we really think of, and we spend all of our time doing that, but why is that? Why is that the case that that has changed over the years? I think it's this reason. I think by nature, we pursue what we don't have. By nature, I think we pursue what we don't have. You guys believe that's true? Man, I, I sure do. When there's something that you want or something that you desire, you pursue it. You think about it a lot in your life. Maybe this example doesn't work 100%, but think about car shopping. When you're in the market to get a car, you see that car everywhere you go. You do research on it. You try to find out more and more about it. You, everything, you're even occupying so much of your mind. You, you go to the dealership. You, you take it for a test drive. You, you ask people about it. You think about it quite a bit. And then after you purchase it, the idea of looking at cars or pursuing cars is just kind of gone. And you don't need to worry about it because you got what you were looking for. Similar situation when it comes to our relationships. When we are dating, we try to impress. We are trying to put our best foot forward. We try to make sure that we look nice in how we appear to the other person. We try to make sure that the words and things that we, we say to them are things that encourage them. We have the actions and efforts that we do are things that we do to make sure that they know that we are interested in them. And all is good when that feeling inside of us is driving us to pursue that person. But what happens when you get married and one day you wake up and you don't feel the love anymore. And it's not immediate reaction. It's usually something that maybe happens over time as we just slowly drift away. Somewhere along the line, we got our priorities out of line and we stopped pursuing each other. And things slowly, slowly start to fall apart. And we don't communicate. And we, things stop going as well as they did before. And we don't communicate like we used to. We got our priorities out of line and we stopped pursuing each other. And it really does make sense, doesn't it? I mean, if you think about it, is there any area in your life that you can be lazy and see improvement? 
I mean, think about it. If you have a business, if you went to that business and you just kicked your feet up on the, on the desk and just kind of chilled out, and you, when orders came in, you weren't were too worried about getting them placed or you worried about it. If a customer called, you didn't really care much about getting back to them or, or responding to them, it wouldn't last very long. Your business would, would die pretty quickly, wouldn't it? Think about your health and things that you want. If you want to take care of yourself from a health standpoint and you, and you were thinking, gosh, the, the food that you eat, being like pursuing good food instead of just like whatever's easy, whatever's convenient, as fast food as much as I can, all of those things. If that was all the case, your health would start to diminish, wouldn't it? I don't know about you guys, but man, a, a couple weeks ago before we had our, our, another snowstorm here, we had those really nice days. And I was out in my backyard looking at my yard, and I was, I was thinking about what it was last year, and it, was looked, it looked really green. It was really nice. And I'm like, man, I can't wait for that yard to look nice again. And I know that in that yard, to make it look nice, I'm going to have to mow it. I'm going to have to fertilize it. I'm going to have to water it. I'm going to have to weed it. I'm going to have to take care of it, right? I'm going to have to put effort in to taking care of it and making it green. And sometimes what happens in our relationships is that the grass is not looking very green on our side of the fence, so our eyes start to wander to other yards. And I want you to know, man, that is a dangerous place for us to live. Because here's the deal. If the grass looks greener somewhere else, it's time to start watering our own yard, right? If the grass looks greener somewhere else, it's time to start watering our own yard. So that's what we're going to do in this series. We're in, we're going to get in the ring. We're going to start fighting for our marriages. We're going to help prepare those who are getting ready to get married to fight for their future relationships. On our wedding day, we make promises to each other and we exchange rings as symbols of these promises. And those promises are not meant to be something that we just say, but they're meant to be promises that we live out. And today, or last week, we looked at the promise of priority. If you were here with Pastor Brandon, he talked about this whole idea of, of this promise of priority. And promise number one was that I promise that God will be my first priority and my spouse will be my second. I promise that God will be my first priority and my spouse will be the, my second. And this is the best place for us to start. This is all about making God number one, making him our attention, spending our time to pursue him, to seek him desperately, to create that strong foundation we need to make God our first priority, and our spouse, our second. Well, this week we're going to look at this, another promise. It's the promise of pursuit. And the promise number two is, I promise to always pursue my two. I promise to always pursue my two. The main verse that we've been looking at throughout this whole series is Genesis 2, 24. It says, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and he's united with his, to his wife, and they will become one flesh. The root, the root word for, um, in Hebrew for united here is the word debak. And that word debak means to cling or adhere to or to pursue closely. It's kind of all about being stuck together. And one of my favorite stories about pursuing your two is the story of Jacob and his love for Rachel. It's found in Genesis 29. If you have your Bibles or your, your Bible app, you can, tune, or you can uh, turn to Genesis 29. If you need Bibles, and we've got some in the back, and if, if you need a Bible and you're online, let us know. We would love to be able to send one out to you. Um, but, but in Genesis 29, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move through this and paraphrase some of it and kind of look at it, but the whole idea to set this up was Jacob was afraid of his brother Esau. And so Rebekah decides to send Esau to her brother Laban's house in, in, in Haran. So Jacob left home. He was getting close to Haran. And as he got closer and he saw flocks of sheep and goats and some shepherds, they were all approaching this area where there was a well. 
And he asked some of the shepherds there if they knew Laban. And they said they did. And, they, they, and let's pick it up in here in verse 6 after that. He goes, and they, he asked him, is, is he doing well? Jacob asked. Well, yes, he's well, they answered. Look, here comes his daughter, Rachel, with the flock now. Okay, we don't know exactly what transpired at this time. But from what, we, what happens next, here's what it looks like. It looks like Jacob took one look at Rachel and fed, fell head over heels in love with her. Maybe just it was love at first sight, kind of like that guy in the New York subway. Just like, man, he just, he just fell head over heels. And why did I say that? Well, from his actions, it looks like Jacob is wanting to get rid of the rest of the shepherds, send them back as quickly as possible. It looks like he's wanting to have some alone time with Rachel. All right? Jacob says, he asks him, well, hey, why haven't you watered the sheeps and goats already and get them back to the pasture? You can tell that he's getting impatient with them. And they respond, well, we need to get all the shepherds here because we got to roll this big rock off the top of the well. we got to get this all over there. And so what does Jacob do? He walks over to that massive stone and he rolls it away himself. He's like, come on, we're getting on. We're moving these people on. I can just picture that. He had this, this stone, a pretty big stone, and he says, hey, we don't have time for this. I mean, it's time for us to get going. I'm going to take care of this. And, take, and, and he musters up enough strength to get it all moved by himself. It's pretty impressive. But, and here's the cool thing. I think Rachel... She must have been pretty impressed as well. Because in the verse right after this, it says, Then Jacob kissed Rachel and wept aloud. Now, that's pretty quick. I mean, it went from just seeing her to moving this rock to giving her a kiss. I mean, that's powerful love. And you know what they say about the power of love, right? The power of love, it's a curious thing. It makes one man weep, makes another man sing. Anyone? Huey Lewis in the news. Thank you for not making me feel so old. At least somebody recognizes that reference. All right. All right. So Jacob kisses Rachel, right? He kisses, Jacob kisses Rachel and he weeps aloud. Now, guys, I don't know that I would recommend this tactic, but then again, who am I to say? I've been known to shed a tear or two, and that's kind of how I roll. Um, okay, so Jacob, he goes back to town with Rachel. He meets Laban and he stays with them and starts working for them and helping them out. Let's pick it up in verse 15. Laban said to him, you shouldn't work for me without pay just because we're relatives. Tell me how much your wages should be. Now Laban had two daughters. The older daughter was named Leah, and the younger one was, was Rachel. There was no sparkle in Leah's eyes, but Rachel had a beautiful figure and a lovely face. Pause here for just a second. I'm not sure about you, but I feel kind of bad for Leah. I mean, another translation says that her eyes were, she had weak eyes. I mean, it's like, how, do, how would they say that? Why did they say that? Why can't they just say that, hey, Leah was there and Rachel was there? But nope, they, they do. It says that Leah doesn't have any sparkle in her eyes and Rachel was beautiful and has a lovely face. Anyway, verse 18, let's pick it up. It says, Jacob, since Jacob was in love with Rachel, he told her father, I'll work for you for seven years if you give me Rachel, your younger daughter, as my wife. Well, so Laban agrees. He agrees and Jacob works for him for the next seven years. But the Bible tells us that to Jacob, those seven years felt only like a few days. Guys, I'm telling you, if you need some words to say it, those are good words. I mean, how awesome is that? You can tell that how much he loved her. The fact that he said, man, those seven years, they only felt like a few days. This wasn't a quick flirtation or a fleeting kiss. Jacob loved Rachel. He loved her. He pursued her. He worked extremely hard for the opportunity and the privilege to make her his wife. But how did Laban respond? He responded by, after the wedding feast, giving Leah, not Rachel, to Jacob to consummate their marriage. 
Okay, there's a whole lot going on here. We're not going to dive into. I'm sure you have many questions going on with what, how did Jacob not even know this? I mean, what the heck happened? But based on customs of these days, we need to understand that it's, it's entirely possible. But so Jacob, he wakes up that next morning and he realizes what had happened. So he went to Laban and asked him, he goes, hey, why did you, why did you trick me? I've worked seven years and promised to do what, I, what you asked me to do in order to marry Rachel. And then Laban explained to him that it wasn't customary at the, for those days to marry off a younger daughter ahead of the firstborn. But Laban then says in verse 27, but wait until the bridal week is over, then we'll give you Rachel too, provided you promise to work another seven years for me. Man, that doesn't seem very fair, does it? But man, Jacob loved Rachel. Verse 28, so Jacob agreed to work for seven more years. A week after Jacob had married Leah, Laban gave him Rachel too. Jacob was like, man, I will do whatever I need to do to have Rachel as my wife. Even after that deception, he pursued her. And listen to what it says in verse 30. It says that Jacob, he then stayed and worked for Laban for an additional seven years. I love this story. I love this story because it shows us how deep the love of the love that, was, that Jacob had for Rachel. He didn't just try to impress her with how strong he was by moving that rock. He showed her how much he loved her by how hard he worked for her, the opportunity to make her his bride. He pursued her. And it didn't stop there because I love that last verse because of what it is telling us that even though Laban did give Rachel to him as his wife, one week later, Jacob still worked for an additional seven years for her. He pursued her. He demonstrated his love for her. Jacob worked for Rachel after he'd already had her as his wife. Man, I think this story, I think this story does a good job of displaying God's heart for marriage for us. God wants us to continue to pursue our two even after we already have them. I promise to always pursue my two. This whole idea of pursuing our two happens more naturally when we're not married because we pursue what we don't yet have. And if you're not married yet, please know you are worth pursuing. You are worth pursuing. Because here's the deal. If it's not mutual pursuit, at the, at the dating relationship, I want to tell you, man, be on, on guard for that. Because the reality is, is that it doesn't naturally go towards pursuit. It naturally drifts away. And why is that? Well, the truth is different for every single person. But for many, it's just life. I mean, life wears us down. We get overwhelmed. We love our spouse. We have the best intentions to let them know that and know how much we love them. But life gets in the way. And we get overwhelmed. And we don't say or do enough to show them. Pastor and author Craig Rochelle, um, he assembled three simple principles that would close the gaps between our good intentions and our good actions. And so I want to go down through those. And these are, I want to leave you guys with that for today. Here's three simple rules to always pursue our two. Three simple rules to always pursue our two. First one, when you think of something good, say it. When you think of something good, Say it. Every time you think something good about your spouse, say it to them. Tell them. Encourage them. That encouragement and that support will truly go a long, long way. Hebrews 3.13 says, You must encourage one another each day, and you must keep on while there's still a time that can be called today. That's 
That's a lot of time, isn't it? And if you don't, that, that's, then, then sin may fool some of you and make you stubborn. This seems pretty darn clear to me. It's so important for us not only to think of good things, but to say good things to our spouse. Guys, words for you. Pursue her with words of affection. Pursue her with words of affection. And what I'm referring to here are words that are, are non-sexual in nature. I know that maybe it comes naturally to say, hey man, you are looking hot today. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right? We want to say those things. But man, what if you instead say something, man, I love you. I love you because of how you love me. I love you because of how you take care of me. I love you because of how you love other people so incredibly well. I love you because of how I see you seek God desperately, how you have made God number one in your life, the priority in your life. I love you because you're the best mom ever, and you just serve our family unbelievably. I love you because you're my partner. You're my best friend. And I look forward to doing life with you. I love you because, not just saying I love you, but giving them the reason, speaking words of affection, pursuing her with your words. Ladies, pursue him with words of affirmation. Listen to this statement. Your husband will often become what you see in him. Your husband will often become what you see in him. Affirm who he is. Affirm his strength. Affirm his leadership. If he's working hard at something, trying to get better at him, affirm him as you see him take the steps along the way. Affirm that he's still got it going on. Encourage him. Give him that, that boost in his ego. It's okay. When my, man, my, when my wife says something good to me and affirms me, and it's one of the most important things, when she tells me I've done a good job, and I know she means it, she's not just saying it, in those worlds, or in, in those moments, man, my world, my world is good. It doesn't really matter what else is going on around me. In those moments, my world is good. And ladies, here's something that is so important. Try, to tell, try not to tell your husband what he's not. As strong as your man is, hearing that you're not is extremely difficult, and it will make him want to retreat. If there's something that he needs to get better at, encourage him as you see him take those steps towards it. And because the way you see him will often determine what he will become. Men, she wants to know, do you love me today? She wants to know, do you love me today? So make sure you let her know, man, that you love her. That you, that no, no matter what is going on in your life, no matter what's going on in her life, that everything else can be falling apart, but man, that you are there and you love her. That you are there for her. Women, he wants to know, man, do you believe in me today? Do you believe in me, me today? Help him know that you are there. You believe in him. You, you trust him. You are in his corner. You've got his back. So when you think of something good, say it. Second thing we need to do is when you think of something special, do it. When you think of something special, do it. Hebrews 10.24 says we should keep on encouraging each other to be thoughtful and do helpful things. 
Guys, starting with you right away, do something thoughtful for her. Pursue her, just like you did before. Pursue her. Stop by the store. Pick up some flowers. Bring them home. Take them to work. Send, them, send flowers to work. Encourage her. Whatever it is, write a love note and post it on the mirror so when she gets up in the morning and she sees it. If your wife is at home and taking care of the kids all day, be the one that comes home and grabs them, takes them, puts them in the bath, gets them ready for bed, and gives her some alone time. Do something for her without expecting anything in return, okay? Without expecting anything in return. For example, one night, maybe draw her a bath. Draw her a nice bath, put some, 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 uh, some bubbles in it, add, add some candles, pour her a glass of wine, and show it to her, bring, bring her in there. And then here's the thing, guys, so, so important. This is key to this whole thing. Leave the room, okay? Leave the room. Close the door, leave the room. Ladies, maybe for you, maybe one of those times that he does that and draws the bath, ask him to stay. I'm just saying, come on. Or maybe sometime... By coming, maybe you just, by, you just come, decide to come to the bed in something a little bit special, and it's not even his birthday. I mean, come, come on. I promise, if we do some of those things, it'll do a world of good for your men. Because here's, here, it's back to this whole idea of men. No matter how strong and tough they are, man, most of them have fragile egos, especially when it comes to how their, their women think of them. And that's just truth of it. That's just part, part, partly how it is. When you pursue him sexually, it will make his world good. This doesn't mean there should be an expectation of things happening every single day. That's unrealistic. This is just every once in a while, do something special for him and let him know that you are thinking about him and that you're pursuing him. I can think back to a time um, when we were, it was part of our, our church plant that we were part of. And, and the week was insane. We had so many different activities going on, and we were working long, hard days. Um, the kids actually that weekend had a, a birthday party planned, and so we had all of those pieces that we had to coordinate. There was just things after things after things going on. But in the midst of this, Terry planned a special night away for us. It was really awesome. She found somebody to watch the kids. She made all the arrangements. She packed my bag. She surprised me, and we, we sh showed up with one night away. Just, and all we did was in, went to Boulder, just a night away. But I definitely felt pursued. For all of us, we need to pursue each other, do something thoughtful for one another. Maybe one day, leave work early and, and with the whole idea of, of, of surprising your spouse at work or, or coming home with dinner or grabbing them and taking them out to dinner. Help each other with the laundry or help them with the dishes. Make a meal together. Whatever it is, send a nice text in the middle of the day just to say, man, I'm thinking about you and I love you. The key to when you think of something special, do it. Just do it. Don't let life get in the way. Fight for your marriage by taking action and doing it. Number three, when you want something different, be it. When you want something different, be it. Colossians 3.14 says, Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all in perfect harmony. A couple of things here. If you're having trouble thinking of something good to say, or if you're having trouble thinking of something special to do, you need to go back to what we said in week one and make God your priority and ask him to change you. Not to change your spouse. Ask him to change you. 
If you want things to look different in your marriage, if you want things to be different in your marriage, you need to be the difference. Do not gripe about your, what your spouse is not. Become who God wants you to become. You want something different? Be it. If you don't like what you're getting, look at what you're giving. And men, I want to lay a challenge out to you. Lead the way. Lead the way. Be the difference. Ask yourself, how can I set the stage? How can I lead the way? How can I pursue my two? Because there was a time in your life when you both did. And to get what you once had, you must, you must do what you once did. And to get what you never had, you must do what you've never done. Let's make a promise to pursue our two. One great way of being able to do that and to pursue your two, man, I want to invite you guys. We're going to do a marriage seminar coming up here on May 8th, Saturday, May 8th. And if you're in the midst of, of life, no matter what stage you are, no matter what's happening, if maybe things are going great, maybe things have been challenging, maybe there's some communication things, maybe there's conflict in your marriage, whatever it is, you can always get better at, at your marriage, better at your relationship. So I want to invite you to come be part of that because what we're going to do, we're going to dive into some things that are going to help us take some steps to take conflict and turn it into deeper intimacy. So I want to invite you to come be part of that. Sign up on our website um, and register for the class or for the seminar there. We'd love to see you there. The last thing I just want to say is, man, for anyone here who has not yet made Jesus your Lord and Savior, we talk about pursuit and about pursuing our crazy thing is that our God is pursuing us constantly. So no matter where you are, if you feel like you are so far away from God, no, he is running after you. He is pursuing you with his whole heart. He wants a relationship with you. All you have to do is say, Lord, I'm here. Lord, I need to be filled in order for you to get to strengthen that foundation of your relationship with your spouse, you need to get things right with God. You say, God, I'm a, I'm a sinner. I know I've fallen short, but I ask you to come into my life. Fill me up. Lord, cleanse me. Thank you, Jesus, for the fact that you went onto the cross and died for the forgiveness of my sins, but that you rose again. And through that, you've conquered death. You've conquered sin. And he's done that on your behalf and my behalf so that we could be reunited with the Father. If you haven't done that today, I want to encourage you, give your life to Jesus and ask the Holy Spirit to come in and fill your life and help you pursue your two. All right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for who you are. Lord, we thank you that we come here broken but that you've done all to make us new. Father, I pray for our marriages that we will pursue our spouse, that we will put aside things that have just bothered us or things that are, have gotten under our skin, but we remember back to the crazy things that we did in the name of love. And Lord, I just pray I pray that this week 
This week could mark a time, maybe even today could mark a time, a difference, a change in our marriages because we pursue that other person. We remind them of how much we love them by the things that we say, by the things that we do. And Lord, if we need change inside, help us be the change. Help us make a difference. Help us be the difference. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. Thanks for checking out this week's message. If you'd like to get involved here at Northern Hills, check out our website at inhills.org or download the Northern Hills app. We hope to see you again soon.